This is Shar. This is Barb. And this is Plug, Plug Your, Your Ears. Ears, where we sit back, chat a little, laugh a lot, talk about anything we want. We're open, we're honest, and we're definitely not PC. So uncork that wine, bitches. Because we've got two kinds tonight. Yeah, yeah. So plug your ears. So Barb and I have decided that this week we're going to do Halloween. Because, ta-da, it's uh, Halloween. And since we've been on it all month, we've been on it all month, right? Yeah. So why the hell would we stop now? Ain't no stopping us now. No, you know, all my text <laughs> messages have been flying in this week. Shar, what are you going to be for Halloween? Oh. Shar, are you working the haunted house? Shar, are you doing this? And I'm like, Shar has um, negated Halloween this year. I got stuff to do. I ain't participating. Well, that's not true. I'll be passing out candy because I might not be participating from a normal level, but I'm not a fucking Scrooge. Let's get is, that. Is a Halloween Scrooge a Scrooge? A jet... Scott, yeah. I mean, like a a witch, maybe. But that, but you can't say you're not a witch, cause well, <laughs> that hasn't been proven. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, but I will not be part. I'll be partaking in wine that night, probably. Yeah, more might. likely, I'll be with my sister, so more likely <gasps> beer. Yeah, I'll have. I only have to work four hours that Friday after. Mm. I may be partaking of some wine. Four hours in the morning or at night? Cause there's in the morning. But it's still only, I could take the whole day off. See, normally I'd take the afternoon mm. of Halloween off. Well, it's my flex week, so I get to leave at noon on Friday. See, and normally I take the afternoon of Halloween day off and then the morning of the day after. Yeah. Because I normally work at Haunted House. Gotcha. So it's a late night for us. We got to set up early and then take down when it's done. And yeah, this year, nope. Wait, time out. Is that only two pieces of paper for shiz? For four, three, oh. one, two, three. It's only three oh. sheets of paper today. 16 font, double space. What? <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> Always 16 font and double space. Okay, my kids are here today, so don't judge because we're doing this. But, like, look at Shar's notes and look at my notes. Mine are nice and typed and pretty and easily re readable, and your mom struggles to read her own fucking writing every week. Oh, and you lost your place last week. Ha ha. Yeah, that wasn't fun for me. That was so fun. That was the funnest part of the whole time. That was, no, 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 no. So, I'm going to start this <laughs> week because Barb seems to think she took all the good shit and she's going to oh, no, tell I us about like 43 different things. So, to make sure she doesn't tag on mine, I'm going to go first. So... When we decided that we were going to do this, and all I could think of is Halloween gone wrong. That's what Barb's calling this, is Halloween gone wrong. And then I didn't follow the rules. So my first instinct was to discuss the good old tale of drugs and the candy. <sighs> then I decided not to. But I couldn't get it out of my head because just here in our hometown, last week, the cops announced that they had found a whole bunch of laced candy. So it was like five pounds of laced candy they found in somebody's car. So this year, all I keep Well, maybe it was for an adult Halloween party. That's tacos. We've discussed this. If you're going to have adults, you, you trick-or-treat for tacos and margaritas. I know, but what I'm saying is maybe they were like, what, what was it laced with? Some good drugs or like killer? LSD. Uh, well, see, maybe they were having an LSD party with some 500 pounds of their closest friends. Mm. Five pounds, but. Well, I know, but... That's a lot of LSD. Speaking of, I, I have chocolate in the fridge for us. Yay! Because I like wine and chocolate. So, 
That got me thinking about that, though. Did you know where that comes from? What? It comes from the truth. So there's this guy named Timothy O'Brien. He went trick-or-treating with his dad and his siblings. Um, when they were done, his dad let each kid have a pixie stick, pixie stick to celebrate Halloween. So this poor eight-year-old boy ate his pixie stick, because what eight-year-old boy doesn't, and immediately started convulsing and died hours later. So those fucking pixie sticks. What was it? What was it? What was it? Laced with cyanide. <gasps> what? Oh my gosh. You want to hear the kicker though? It wasn't some rando that did this shit. It was his fucking father. <gasps> yeah. What? Yeah. His dad was so far in debt. Nuh-uh. He's it, like, oh, I can't afford to feed this one anymore. <laughs> well, his dad was so far in debt, he took out life insurance on all of the kids and poisoned every one of the kids' candy. Luckily, the other kids didn't need it. So it makes you think that that's, like, you instantly go with, that's my story, and I'm going to elaborate. But we both know that's not it. So there goes my fucking ADD. And I went off and found rabbit holes, and guess what I found? More LS, more cyanide? No. No, no. I found stupid things, like there's a fun fact. Do you know that Houdini died on Halloween Day? I did not. He died of an, a ruptured appendix on Halloween Day. Guess where? Detroit. Oh, I was going to say inside a box. <laughs> no, Detroit. So the story was, not that it's, it's not even written down, so we'll add another page of notes. The story is that Houdini used to tell people all the time that he was strong enough and focused enough that you could punch him and it would never hurt. So somebody randomly punched him and ruptured his appendix. Oh, wow. And Houdini died. Who's a smart boy now? Not Harry Houdini. <laughs> so, let's get to my actual freaking story since I've been talking about nothing. Halloween night, 1981. There's a guy named Ronald. I'm going to go with Sisman because it's S-I-S-M-A-N. And Elizabeth Platzman. So, Platzman was a... The man's. The man's. Cis man, Platzman. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I'm like, no, she was a girl. <laughs> She's pretty, pretty princess, Barb. She's not a boy. So, Elizabeth Plasman was a 20-year-old college student at Smith College. Smith's College is a women's liberal arts college in Northampton, Massachusetts. I did not get you the demographics on it, oh. but I can tell you that they only have an average of 2,600 students per year. All females. Graduating or like total student total population? Total student population. Okay. 2,600 at a time. So, of course, me, I'm like, oh, girl college, we're going to look into this because this is sounding pretty good for Kayla. <laughs> they don't have a fucking pharmacology program, so no Kayla because no pharmacology. So it kind of ruined my dream of Kayla going to an all-girls yeah. college. Well, you know. I mean, she hasn't applied for it anyway, so it's too late. So then as I'm looking into this. Girls. Uh, we might not want any of the girls to go to this college after you hear this story. Oh. So, Ronald Sisman, Sisman was a photographer. He was 39 years old, per the 1981 article that I found. But a newer article say he was 37 years old. Either way. Whatevs. Right. So, I instantly am like, ew. And then I'm like, no, I saw the pictures of the girl and the picture of him. And I'm like, no, no, he's just, he's just a photographer. There's no, no shady shit. 
and I was so freaking positive that he wasn't taking advantage of her, yada, yada. So then there was a girl on YouTube because I got most of my information, all of my information today from a New York Times article in 1981. Of course, my mysterious universe read it and Dan, 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 Danelle, Danielle, <laughs> it's D-A-N-E-L-L-E, Danelle Hallen, H-A-L-L-A-N. She has a YouTube channel. So I'm watching her YouTube channel, and she said that they were, in fact, living together. But nothing I found anywhere else said that, so I don't know if it's official or just her reading into what she wanted to read into. So they're there. They have wine. They're they're supposedly sitting on the couch watching television, drinking wine. Somebody knocked on the door. They answered the door. It was a group of kids in Halloween, or a group of people in Halloween masks. And they barged their way in. Hmm. So both Ronald and Elizabeth were severely beaten. And then they were shot in the back of the head at close range. And the apartment was completely ransacked. But they only took two things. What do you think they were? Um, the uh, wine? <laughs> no, not the Oh, that would have been good, though. That's what I had to take. They took each one of their IDs. Just their IDs. What? So that's not true. And they took Ronald's 25 caliber rifle. Oh. Or we don't know if they took it, but when all was said and done, his rifle was missing. Which always confuses me as to if he's dead, how the fuck do you know he had a 25 caliber rifle? Like, you don't know he didn't sell it the week before. You don't register rifles. You register handguns. Needless to say, sorry, that's my legalities in me. Somebody knew. I don't know. I, I don't know. So the cops, of course, think that the killers were looking for something because the joint was ransacked. Um, now, Elizabeth was the reason that the, this was all found out because she was deemed missing because she was supposed to go to her parents' house that weekend, but she never showed up. Wait, did they both die? They both died. They were okay. beaten and then shot in the head. So all I could think of is she was supposed to show up at her parents. This is like 1981. There were no cell phones. Right. right. What was going through her parents' head? Like, how do you, as a parent, how do you handle your child just not showing up and not having a cell phone and you can't freak out? Because I would miss calling my parents in the 80s. It didn't matter. Yeah, but um, if you were supposed to be there? I was a teenage girl. Who gave a fuck? Well, but she was like 20, how old? 27? Mm -hmm. 20 he was 37 oh. or 39 um so her parents called and deemed her reported her missing now apparently ronald was into the drug scene he had some unpaid drug debts so they thought it had something to do with that at first but here's a fun twist to this story in may of 1980 and this happened in 81, Halloween, mm -hmm. Ronald was accused by an aspiring actress by the name of Melanie Haller, Haller, whatever, of attempting to force her to take drugs, i.e. cocaine. Welcome to the 80s. You force <laughs> people to take cocaine. Right, right. So she, however, did not cooperate with the cops to press charges on him. Um, and they think it was because she was intimidated by his friends to not testify against him. Mm. So the charges were dropped. And then she goes on to accuse another man of the same huh. fucking thing. 
So this is a key as to why we don't cry wolf because who fucking knows? And now neither one of them really Nobody happened because you it. fucking don't know. Right. Um, so nowadays, I was thinking about this. Nowadays, if you make false charges and accusations like that, they can sue the accuser, make the accuser pay for their legal fees and all that good jazz. I totally think that's right. Same right. thing with if you falsely accuse a man of rape. I believe he needs... He well, has, can't you get, like, charged with false... Or, um, what is it? Falsifying... False arrest or false... Well, false, false arrest charges? is for clients. Now, or for cops. Now it would be bringing false charges. But yeah. they never used to prosecute that. Oh. Now they prosecute it. Now they prosecute it primarily on men that get rape charges called on them. Uh -huh. Another reason we should never cry wolf, ladies... Um, so here's where I found this shit to get interesting. So you've heard of the Son of Sam, right? Uh-huh. So how much do you know about the Son of Sam? I did a report on the Son of Sam when I was in high school. Like we had to, like we had to research someone and then we had to do a presentation. And you chose Son of Sam? So I chose Son of Sam and like I did a press conference and I was Son of Sam. That's kind of cool. So <laughs> just in case we cover him later i'm not going to get too into it for the people that don't i mean i don't really remember like if i researched it again i'd be like oh yeah 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 because okay. i did the whole I, I mean like i like planted questions in in like my classmates like for them to be the press to ask me questions about really that's yeah. cool very genius so son of sam was david berkowitz mm -hmm. he pled yeah, i knew that <laughs> yeah he pled guilty to eight shootings that happened in in new york in 1976 he was caught in 77. He killed and wounded, or he killed six, wounded seven, all because, do you remember why he did it? The devil. No. Oh, it was his the dog. Neighbor's the neighbor's dog told him to yeah. do it. So um, the dog said that he needed blood of the people, that the dog needed the blood of the people, so he killed them as a sacrifice to the puppy. Long story short, and... In case someone covers him up and on the future, see, I just screwed up again. What is wrong? I, I don't know. Not enough wine. I was just going to say, I think you need to drink more wine. Well, so son of Sam was in prison, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And he was overheard by a fellow inmate or whatever you want, whatever they're called, describing this particular crime weeks before it even happened. Um, he said that he belonged to a satanic cult. That the cult had planned to kill a photographer in Greenwich Village because the photographer had pictures of the son of Sam. And they thought he would turn him over to the cops because he had a drug charge. So they thought he would use them to get out of his drug charge. He even described the apartment in the exact way and how the murder was. So, so David Berkowitz was in prison and, this, and he described this killing three weeks before oh, it happened. Oh, so he orchestrated it from prison. That's what they're thinking. So they, however, although they think that David Berkowitz orchestrated all this, they have no fucking evidence. Yeah, so, but how, uh, yeah, that's just so, not okay. Yeah, there, there was nothing with no evidence. There was nothing that they could do. There was no way that they could prosecute it. So until this day, this is still considered to be an unsolved case. Um, so totally, totally anticlimactic. I fully understand that. But that's my story. Well, I think I think we should press. Is he still alive? Berkowitz? I think, yeah. 
No, Berkowitz died. I want to say. I want to say Berkowitz died like in 2010. I'm not sure we would. And Mike's not here, so without Google, Google Mike, Mike, we don't know. Hey, Google Cassidy. Cassidy, Google when Son of Sam died. So we'll get that information. But I thought that was pretty interesting that it happened on Halloween. So yeah, and it tied in Son of Sam. Huh. Ooh, I, I, you know, as cool as I think your report is. And as much as we know I obsess over serial killers, could never really get into Son of Sam because his was more rando shootings. Yeah, I don't, so I, see, I don't to remember me, he that was much nothing. about it. I mean, it was like 10th grade. Yeah, to me, he was like a glorified school shooter. Yes? Did yes. Speak up. He doesn't say anything about a death date, so I think he's still Oh, so he's still Ooh. alive. Because Google Cast said... Doesn't have a death date anywhere, so then. Oh, wiki wiki! <laughs> <laughs> it's normally my favorite place to go to is Wikipedia. So that's mine, Barb. What do you got? Well, I kind of did the same thing because you know, like I'm thinking Halloween gone wrong, where like you do like do a Halloween prank and somebody dies as a result, or like I mean that was kind of my thought when I first suggested Halloween gone wrong, but. I did the same thing that you did. I um, actually... Rabbit hold it? You rabbit hold Well, I was kind of Googling up some stuff, and then I found this article um, on Listverse by Eli Nixon, and it was like all of these spooky, eerie, creepy things that happened on Halloween. Oh. Which is... Not in my Halloween costumes were not on there at all? No. But I'm so spooky, creepy, eerie. Well, I know, but nobody died because of it. That we know of. That you've reported. Yet. Maybe on my deathbed. I mean, Cam and I did invent a game called Shooting with Shovels. Uh, we, tell, we tell people about it all the time. So I may or may not, will we're, not, we're, we're have really good deathbed, what do they call them? Confessions. Death, yeah, there you go. Deathbed confessions. So, yeah, I mean, I have quite a few, but we're just going to start out. Unless you're needing a break or something? Yeah, we're going to go with that. Okay. All right. We'll be right back. And because Barb hates it, we're back. And we're back. That was the quickest break ever. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I kind of did what you did, but I thought that was, like, not what we're doing. But we're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, at least we both go off track in the same way. So, we went off track. I went off track with um, spooky, scary, creepy things that happened on or around Halloween. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Cassidy's dancing. It took my attention away. <laughs> so, uh, Greenwich, Connecticut. Like Greenwich Village? Like, no, that Greenwich is in New York, but this oh, is Connecticut. You're right. It's one of the wealthiest suburbs in the United States. George H.W. Bush grew up there, and currently a lot of U.S. senators live there, and their children grow up there. Oh. And Sounds like a very red state. I really don't know why I didn't put a year on here. But anyways, 15-year-old Martha Moxley. Have you heard this story? No. Um, she was at a Halloween party, and she um, was found the day after Halloween, pummeled so hard with a golf club that the Fuck. golf club shattered. No way. And she was stabbed in the neck with a jagged piece of the golf club. Oh, my. Kind of reminds me of, like, my dad used to be, like, 
stop that or I'm going to tear off your arm and beat you with your bloody stump. See, and all I can think of is Caleb's, <laughs> Caleb's, <laughs> Caleb's godfather. He gets mad on the golf course and breaks his club on trees. Well, yeah, but does he stab you in the neck with it? No, but all I know is how much force it takes for him to break that golf club on the tree that I can't imagine. Yeah, that's how hard force. she was hit with it. Oh. Then she was dragged about 80 feet and dropped in her own backyard. Mm. So she'd been at a party of Tommy Skackle. And he is the nephew of Robert Senator Robert Kennedy. She'd been there with friends. She left late in the evening with Tommy. So he was initially investigated for it. And, and nothing. And? Nothing. Oh. I'm like, Barb, don't just leave me on <laughs> silence there. No, no. And she left... I, apparently, he was going to walk her home. Her house is 450 feet from Tommy's house. But so she never like made it home. One house in between. Maybe. Um, there was <laughs> never a conviction in the case. And so it was a cold case for 16 years. And then in 1991, they reopened it and they arrested Michael Skako. So that would be in 75. It was cold case for 60 years. Yes. 16 years. 16. So they I might arrested. I drinking, but I still got you some got math your math skills. skills. Mad masculines. So they arrested Michael Skakel, who was Tommy's brother, in 1988, 23 years after the murder. Yeah, so I'm, my, my, my mathematicals are right. Did it. So, uh, uh, smart. So this is almost the creepier part. Mm-hmm. He was reportedly infatuated with little Martha, and he had been caught masturbating outside her window. Prior to death or after death? Prior to death. (laughs) um, But he was granted an appeal, and in 2013, he was released on bail. Holy shnikes. So I'm not really sure how that works, but he was granted appeal and released on bail. Does that mean he wasn't guilty? I don't know. I didn't get to investigate that. Granted appeal means that he was originally found guilty. Mm -hmm. Then he placed an appeal, which says... And then he was acquitted, basically? Then the... Well, then he was found innocent throughout the appeal. Well, then why was he released on bail? I don't know that one. Possibly because okay. they... I don't know. All right. Well, I don't know. I would right. have to look into the history of the case. Um, so I truly... I don't know. All right. Well, here's another case. 11 p.m. Halloween night. Peter Fabiano... Peter Fabiano should have been in fucking bed at 11 o'clock. Well, he was on his way to bed, him and the wife. Oh, he was an adult. Yes. He was on his way to bed. Doorbell rings. He's like, oh, one more kid. I'll give him some candy. Runs downstairs. At 11 o'clock? No way! Yeah, well, you know. Opens up the door to a woman in jeans and a Halloween mask. A cheap Halloween mask. Dallas, though. With a paper sack pointed at him. That's her finger. Suddenly, his wife, Betty, upstairs, hears a loud pop. Oh, it wasn't a finger. And tires peeling away. It wasn't a finger. It was not a finger. Poor Peter. He died on the way to the hospital. Um, He was very well-liked. He um, was a hairdresser in the San Fernando Valley. Apparently owned a few um, salons. So police investigated Joan Rabel. Because having an affair. Somebody was, but let's. She but was. We will get to this. Joan. Um, 
And initially she lied about being out that night. So then they investigated her even harder. Um, They ended up dropping the charges due to a lack of evidence. And about a month later, they got an anonymous call, which led them to a locker in a department store that had a 38 revolver matching the bullets that killed Puapita. Oh, the locker was rented to Goldine Pizer, P-I-Z-E-R. She uh, worked at a local children's hospital. She had no ties at all to Peter, but when she was brought into interrogation, blah, spilled her guts. She was lovers. Her and Joan were lovers. Wait, wait, what? Her and Joan were lovers. Oh, shit. And Joan would come home, and, and Joan had worked for Peter at the hair, one of the hair, his hair salons. She told him all these terrible stories about what a terrible, terrible jackass he was and that he beat his wife. So uh, Goldine decided that she hated him, even though she'd never met him. And that he had to go. Well, she agreed to help Joan. But she done did it. And so she um, bought a gun with Joan's money and she did it. The reason that Joan wanted Peter dead, she was having an affair with Betty. So and Joan is a whore. Joan was doing Goldine and, and Peter's Betty. wife. And Betty. And um, so... So if she had Goldine take out Peter, then she got rid of Peter and Goldine. Right. And she could have Betty. She has her some Betty. Not Veronica. Yep. Um, Joan pled not guilty. Kaiser pled insanity. They both took a plea deal and were um, charged with second degree murder and they both got life. Good. They deserve life because poor yes. Pita was innocent. And his whoring lesbian wife. Right. Like, okay. I understand being lesbians. I understand being gay. But if you're going to be a lesbian or gay, don't be married. Right. And I really. Right, right. Here goes the non-PC part of me. I'm all like one of my kids' best friends is whatever they call it, where they don't care what they are. Um, not bisexual, but like it, polyamorous. Yeah, like, no, so. that's where you have more pan, pansexual, where you just don't care. Thank you, ladies. <laughs> and I'm, I look at her all the time and I'm like, can you just pick one? Yeah. Like, just pick one. I'm okay. Just pick one. So, what's the difference between pansexual and bisexual? Pansexual doesn't matter what it is. So it could be a, a, a transvestite, dog. it could be a furry, it could be... A, you a, don't differentiate anything. A dog? I must... I hope to God not because I love <laughs> this girl. Um, but she doesn't care what it is. It could be a girl that's, you know, identifying as a guy. It could be... So bisexual is the same. I mean, pretty much covers everything, right? No, because bisexual, you like boys or girls, but that would kick out the transvestites. Or well, transvestite is a, boy, is a boy. Or a girl. Or a girl. Um, so, so they fall but, in that category. Eh, not really. Chime in here, ladies. I mean, imagine... Louder. Imagine... Yeah, if you're going to talk, day, you better either come closer or talk louder. One day, you, like, are meet this boy and then the next day they're like oh today i identify as a girl like a bi person isn't gonna be like oh cool i still like you a lot 
but a pan person will be like, oh, that it, doesn't matter. Right, it doesn't matter who you are, what you associate yourself um, with. I guess I would think a bi person would be okay with that too, but. No. I mean, some might be, but. But then they're pan, they're not bi. Yeah. Right. Okay, okay gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, it, the whole thing just confuses bi, bi me. Bi just means they like that women or men. cis male or a cis female. Alright. Okay. See, moving it's, on. I'm so glad I'm because I'm very open-minded about it but I'm so glad our children are even more open-minded about it because I still don't. I still say okay fucking pick one because I'm okay with you having a girlfriend but I'm not okay with you having a girlfriend, then a boyfriend, then a boyfriend, then a girlfriend, then a... And a dog. Right, because <laughs> I need to be able to keep track of this shit. Mm -hmm. Like, if I don't know what to expect, then I don't know what to expect. And everybody that knows me knows I'm a planner. I have to know what to fucking expect. Yeah, me too. So, if you're going to be lesbian, great. Let's do I this. know you're bringing home girls. If you're going to be gay, great, you're bringing home boys. If you're going to be bisexual, okay, you're bringing home the opposite. Whatever, I'm okay. But don't come home and be like, Mom, here's Joe, sometimes Joanne, sometimes Jody. Sometimes just, Rufus. Right, and you never know what to fucking, like, how to handle it because you don't know what they are. Yeah. Like, I'm not. Weird, that's all I'm there. I'm sure if they change up their identity every day, they won't be offended. Going the wrong one. Yeah. I hope to God they wouldn't be offended. Because do you have the right at that point to be offended? Because I'm offended because you are confusing the shit out of me. <laughs> like, and I think that like some people with like uh, gender fluid friends or like friends like that who just change have like ask like pronouns. See, and our generation never had to ask pronouns. So as okay with everything as I am. I still don't, like, right. I, I don't understand. Like, I don't care. You could come home tomorrow and be like, Jar, I only want to be with somebody that, honest to God, believes that they are a fucking seahorse. <laughs> and I would be like, great, but don't you show up with a fucking unicorn tomorrow because you just told me <laughs> you like that you horses. like seahorses. This okay. is how it is. All right. Oh, yeah. shit. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Way. This train derailed. Okay, so in 2000... I'm going to go with it was Bailey's fault. Bailey, damn it. <laughs> okay. In 2014, days before Halloween in Long Island, many people witnessed what they thought was a crazy Halloween prank. A man dragged what appeared to be a headless body. I have heard this one. Down the stairs of his apartment and out into the middle of the street. And he was seen midday. Yeah, he was seen by one witness like kicking the head of the body toward the curb. Like it was a ball. Like left the body in the middle of the street. So what one witness said, yeah, it looked really fake. So a man came along and tried to move it out of the street so people didn't hit it, and realized, yeah, it's a real body. So police came along, obviously. I deed it as six I deed the body as sixty six year old Patricia Ward a professor at New York's Farmington State College. And just prior to getting this call, they received a call of another person who had passed away with the last name Ward. Patricia's 35-year-old son was hit by a train. He had a history of mental illness, but seemed to be getting much better since he moved into this small community with his mom. But 
one day he just snapped and he beheaded his mom, dragged her through the hallway, down the stairs at his apartment, outside, into the street, and then casually, coolly walked down the road and threw himself in front of a train on Halloween. I, I Yeah, I've heard that like, story. Like, people witnessed him taking this out the, out and didn't do anything because they thought it was just a Halloween prank because it was Halloween. So when I heard this story, the first thing I could think of was how do you think, yeah, it looked fake. Can you imagine the amount of bloody mess? Well, There's, he may have cleaned up. Not him. Her. She was well, beheaded. He, well, yeah, but if he threw her in the bathtub and put new clothes on her, you don't know. That's a lot of or, not psycho, right? Like, that's not a mental well, disorder okay, but there. Then, that's but psychotic. if it's a Halloween prank, people go crazy with fake blood. But all I know is I've gone crazy with fake blood, and it does not dry the same as real blood. And it does not splatter well, the, the same Well, the dude said it looked blood. really flake, flake, fake. Dude's a flake. Because <laughs> I don't know how it could look. I, I don't know how it could look fake. But I've seen dead bodies and I play with play blood. So, I mean, I've got a gallon of play blood in the other room. Nice. <laughs> so when I say I mess with a lot of blood. Okay. I, Ready for I the next one? Blood. Yeah. So October 31st, 2009, in Woodridge, Virgi near Woodridge, Virginia, Aaron Thomas was, he's no longer lived in Woodridge, but he had lived in Woodridge. So he, um had lived there with his girlfriend. They broke up. They stayed friends. He had her car because he was helping her move from Woodridge. So he was like, had gone out to buy a new shirt. He was cruising around his old neighborhood. And suddenly he saw, um, oh, what did he see? Three teenage, <laughs> oh, what did he see? <laughs> three teenage trick-or-treaters. So surprise armed with, get this, a machete. Nine millimeter shaped cigarette lighter. Okay. He forced them um, into a wooded back parking lot behind CVS down a sleep, steep slope to a rain soaked ravine and made them lay down. Um, one of the girls sent a text to her mom Man raping my friend behind CVS. Call 911. And so obviously, mom called 911. Right. The girl was also able to call 911 because I don't know if he was busy raping and he didn't notice the other girl. So obviously, police came, he fled to the woods, made a big wide circle around, walked right past the police and all the, the mayhem, got in the car and left. Oh, that's some good coppage. <laughs> so yeah, come to find out. Bailey's like, what? <laughs> um, 12 years later, he was abducting, raping women from Virginia to Rhode Island they found this out 12 years later that he had been abducting and raping women from Virginia to Rhode Island between 1997 and 2009. 2009 was when this abduction of these girls. See, they just said that's a long time. Yes. And I'm thinking that's like now. Yeah. Like that yeah. was not even 10 years ago. Like that's like so, now. But this abduction that happened on Halloween created quite a stir. And they're like a man, you know, a big like, massive manhunt for this guy. So two years later, with the help from an anonymous tip, they caught him. His DNA provided closure for 13 unsolved rapes. Oh, I mean, that was a really special And he number. admitted to more than 13. that. 13, like that's the magic number, isn't it? In 2013, he received three life terms plus 80 years. 
and in 2015 he also pled guilty to three more charges and got three additional life sentences. Where, where is he? Um, where is he in prison? Um, I'm thinking Virginia, but I don't know. We might need to. I'm. I'm I might need a pen pal. No, oh, good God. <laughs> You can't tell me that it wouldn't be cool as shit to get in the psyche of this guy. No. Bae? I think so. Thank you. No. That's my child. I'm not going to. She's over here. Okay, next. October 31st. (laughs) Good point. Did you hear? Mm -mm. She's over 18. Good point. I'll take this one for the team. What? (laughs) Yeah, you know. What? I'm taking it for the team. I'm not making her write him. Mm-hmm. I'll make her write the underage freaks. Bailey, go to the car. <laughs> <laughs> Bailey, go to the car. October 31st. Bailey's like, Mom, I'm sleeping over. <laughs> October 31st, 2010. She can't. She has a volleyball tournament tomorrow. <laughs> I'll drive you. <laughs> she doesn't have her stuff. Well, yeah, where's your stuff? Anyways. Oh, my uncle coaches volleyball at Lansing Christian. Um, Devin Griffin was staying at his dad's and he got up early for church. He stopped by his mom's house to get a clean shirt for church. This was about 9.30 a.m. Came across his stepbrother at the house who greeted him cheerfully, asked how long was he going to be gone, which Devin thought was really weird because the kid was kind of a creep and they didn't get along. Oh. Um, so after church, he went back to his mom's house. He played video games for a little while. About 1.30, he thought, God, maybe I should wake up the rest of the house. So he went into his mom and stepdad's room, which would be... one thirty in the afternoon. Yes. Okay. The stepdad would be the, the other, other kid's, kid's dad. dad. Okay. BJ was the stepson, the, son, the of brother. Of course, he's got a name like BJ. William Liskey is the dad, and the stepson is William Liskey Jr., so I guess Bill Jr., BJ... Ah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So he's talking to him. Hey, you guys, time to get up. The covers were all the way over their head and everything. They weren't stirring. So he flipped down the covers. Murder. Murder, murder, murder. Apparently, 24-year-old William Liskey Jr. shot his dad in the head five times before turning the gun on stepmom. Oh, that's fucking hate. Stepmom's like Devin's mom. And then he beat... His stepbrother, which is Devin's brother, with a claw hammer. Claw side or hammer side? I'm going to go with the claw side. He seemed pretty angry. So they later found BJ at the, up north at the family cabin, and he was found guilty of three murders and got life. So I don't understand why he didn't get the death, but I don't know where this They was. may not have death penalty in that state. There's only like five states that still have death penalty. And does he say where it was? What year was that? 2010. Yeah, it's probably not a death penalty state anymore. So, October 31st, 2011. Taylor Van Deest, 18-year-old, dressed up like... Pretty cool last name. I know, Van Deest. Dressed up like a zombie, left her, her home in Armstrong, British Columbia, to meet up with some friends. Um, never made it there, but she sent her one of her friends... A text stating that she thought somebody was following her. She was later found by the railroad tracks with a bruised neck and bleeding from the head. She died in the hospital. Police took um, shot it, Mar- Matthew Forster into custody and he just 
crumpled like a little bitch bitch <laughs> crying after two hours in interrogation he stated oh the poor baby gotta cry yep he stated that he only wanted to have sex with her but she resisted so he grabbed her by the neck and tossed her down the details are a little bit sketchy but he either hit her over the head with a flashlight or bashed her head over a metal pipe well those are really drastic differences well but the like he, I don't know that he didn't give all the details, but like the like injury to her head was like one of like something crushing into her. So either her head crushed into the pipe or the flashlight crushed into her head. Okay. So he fled, obviously. He, I don't know if he left her for dead or what, but he went to Ontario, but he was later found and convicted of first degree murder and he received life. Did he receive life here in the U.S. or did he receive no. life in Canada? Canada, okay. because this all happened like she was from British Columbia. Oh, right? so she was. It was. It happened in Canada. Okay, gotcha. Yes. All right. So yeah, all these weird things happening in Halloween makes you. So wanna... that brings me to. I'm sure. Do you have more stories? I have lots. Are we almost? I have lots. Okay. Do we have not enough time? Well, I mean, we got time, but I was just about to go. So do you girls want to go trick-or-treating now? Oh, no. I wasn't going to go trick-or-treating anyway. Yeah. Why? I was going to go to the house and hang out. Ugh. Okay, here's a quick trick one. Trick-or-treat till you're too old to trick-or-treat. If I could still trick-or-treat, I'd be out there trick-or-treating tomorrow. Kayla's trick-or-treating this year. She's turning 18 in March. <laughs> okay. Back up. Sorry, sorry. Sorry! Four days before Halloween on October 27th in Frederick, Fredrice. Delaware. Well, that doesn't mean it's a Halloween murder. No, no, but... I'm they, getting technical here. No, because everybody thought this was like some freaky Halloween oh. decor. Oh. oh, another Halloween decor. Yes, because there was a woman hanging over the road. And she, like so many people drove past her for hours before somebody called the police and they went and investigated. Real body. Can yep. I ask a question? Yes. When you say hanging over the road, was it like hanging from a noose or like yes. somebody hung her like, like she was, not from a noose? Uh, no. Well, it was, she'd been hanging there all night. Um, they didn't ever identify her. She was a 42-year-old woman and it looked like she um, hanged herself. Okay, so it's definite news. Yes. So, and there was another one in 2015 in Ohio. There was a woman hanging for a fence, from a fence for hours before someone investigated. Because they thought it was like just some Halloween decoration. I mean, let's not lie to ourselves. I could get away with that shit. All my neighbors would be like, she's just fucking extra. Right. Right. <laughs> and that's what people are like, oh, it's Halloween. Let's let right. just drive past this hanging woman. So I worked at a haunted house once, mm -hmm. and we also had a haunted hayride. Uh. And when we had the haunted hayride, one of the horses on this, in the stables had died. Aww. So, oh no. my God, I hate to admit that we did this. So we cut the horse's head off, and we put it on a zoom zoom. And you would, <laughs> literally on like a zip line. And when the, the hayride would go past, you'd release the horse head, and it would just vroom. Oh. But the horse died of natural causes, so... But you cut its head off. I Anyways. did not cut its head off, but I was a part of the Zoom Zoom. Here's a Michigan story <gasps> about a creepy necrophilia. Ooh. It's all good as long as the body's still warm. October 31st, 2000. <laughs> <laughs> Cass <laughs> Cassidy just went, what? 
October 31st, 2012. John White. He's a rep. I'm so sorry. You're, you're. Just the look on Cassidy's face. Like pure and utter. What the fuck? <laughs> sorry. Um, he's a reverend, John White, reverend of a small church in Michigan. Went to his fiance's daughter's house. We're in Michigan. I don't know. It didn't say. Rebecca Gregay was a 24-year-old. She was the daughter of his fiance, and you know he had babysat her young, her three-year-old son. So she didn't think anything of it. He walked in, repeatedly hit her with a mallet, and then wrapped a zip tie around her neck. What? Took off all of her clothes and dragged her out into the woods. What kind of zip tie fits around the neck? Oh yeah, they have a zip. <clears throat> and uh. It didn't go oh, into a lot a of detail, boy. but the article did mention necrophilia, so I'm assuming that he took her out to the woods to do some dirty deeds. They did so that. then he came back in the house, her three-year-old son there, dressed him for Halloween, took him to his dad's house. For real? And... I mean, he'd hate to ruin the holiday for the kid. Right. And the body's just, got a heart. Like, the kid's bo- the woman's body wasn't found for 20 hours, and during that time, he was asking his congregation to pray for her. Oh, wow. He was convicted and he committed suicide in prison. But, dun, 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 come to find out. In that the, it was trunk or treat. In 1981, at 22, he took his 17-year-old neighbor, Teresa Etherton, to his basement to show her a racetrack that he had built. He, listen to this creepy, stabbed her in the back, kissed her, smiled, and stabbed her 14 more times. Oh, how did they know they, he kissed her and then smiled? She survived. Oh, shit. But she had 15 stab wounds. He, sp- he spent two years in prison for that. That's a war story. Yep, yep. And in 1994, so he gets out of jail in 19, or prison in 1983 for that one. And then in 1994, he killed a woman he was having an affair with and dr- threw, uh, dragged her out into the woods naked. And there wasn't enough evidence. Bless you. Um, to show that he intended to kill her, so he got manslaughter, and he was out by 2007. And this happened in 2012. At least he takes breaks. At least he should have still been in prison. Is that when he stops and enjoys life a little bit? No, when he went to prison this time, he killed himself in prison. Oh, good, good, because then I'm not paying for his dumb ass. Right. This one is super creeps. Good. October 31st. And then we're going to end it on that one. Oh, wait. Let me just, let me just look. Um, okay, this one's really creepy. 16-year-old Shirley Ledford lived in Las, Las Angeles. Oh, you just got me so excited. You know you're she not was, allowed to do that. 16-year-old walking home from a party and two men kindly offered her a ride in their van. Oh, was it black and had a, sh- a mattress in the back? Um, well, they found her mutilated body the next day in the lawn at a home, at a residential home. Um, a tip from an inmate month a month later led police to Ray Norris and Lawrence Bittaker, electrician and a mechanic. Police found hundreds of pictures of girls, blood-stained work tools, re- recorded tapes of women screaming and begging for their lives. Um, they were called the Toolbox Killers, and... They abducted, tortured, killed at least five teenage girls. They? How many they's were there? Well, it was Roy and Lawrence. Okay. So Roy 
Roy Norris recounted events of Ledford's ordeal. He drove through the streets as Lawrence was in the back of the van with her. He said there was constant screaming for two hours. He beat her with her fist. Listen poor to this. him. Poor him had to deal with her screaming. Broke her elbows with a sledgehammer, <gasps> sodomized her with pliers, and he videotaped all of it. Then Roy Nor Norris pulled over and strangled her with a coat hanger that he clinched with pliers. And then they dropped their body in her body in a yard. And Bittaker was said to have wanted, was quoted as saying he wanted to see the reaction in the newspapers. Holy bejesus. Uh, he got the death sentence and Norris, the, dr that drove most of the time, got 45 years. Okay, one more and I'll be really fast. Okay. Gerald Turner. Yep, that was real fast. <laughs> she can't read her own writing, guys. She can't do it. Oh, oh. Oh, this one's creepy. Oh, wait, I can read it. I can read it. Gerald Turner um, had a living girlfriend, and they, he was supposed to go to a party with her. Arlene Penn is the living girlfriend. They were supposed to go to her mom's party on Halloween. She gets home from work. He's like, oh, I, I don't feel good. You just go to the party without me. So she leaves. She's on her way there, and then she realizes, oh, my mom's not going to be home for an hour. So she goes back home. Now this is about 7 o'clock. Hangs out with Gerald for an about an hour and then she leaves and goes to the party. She gets back home about 11.30, oh, about 11, and the blanket from their bed was in the laundry room on the floor. She's like, ah, didn't think anything of it. Gerald was still up. And so meanwhile, earlier in the evening, a little neighbor girl, Leanne French, dressed as a hobo, she left her home about 6 p.m. About an hour later, she gets to Gerald's house to trick or treat. Where were her fucking parents? I have no idea. And it doesn't say, like, it, nobody else was with her. Why would she go trick-or-treating right. alone? His door was open, so she went inside. Um, we're not really sure of the events leading up to it, but somehow Gerald got her upstairs, raped her, and strangled her. <gasps> um, in a letter that Turner penned in prison to Lisa, the little girl who is now dead, Right. he said, Then I see the delight in your eyes turn to fear as I shut the door behind you. Like, this woman comes home from this party. Like, was this little girl, like, dead in their bed when she, like, sat there for an hour with him? Right. He was sentenced to 39 years, and uh, people were upset. He was well, released. no shit. He was released on parole in 1998. But he went back in 2003 for a parole violation. But he, he was due to get released in 2018 and I didn't get a chance to find out if he did or not but so our girls are well my girl is going trick-or-treating we don't know if this fucker is on the street well, he's not in Michigan anyway but we don't know he? that where, oh but I don't know where this was could be here not happy with this I'm not happy so with this. yeah all these creepy people why would you why because my girl is five foot eight 170 pounds and a wrestler. Ain't nobody fucking with her. She's 5'8? Kayla is five, actually a little bit over 5'8. So my question is Kayla's like the size of a man. Do you think that, like, something about the Halloween moon causes these people to go crazy? I think that there's at least 15 murders every day of the year. Or do you th do you think that there's just more opportunity because kids are running amok without their parents? I think it may be like there's a longer period of time where they may be missing. Like nobody nope. will miss them. Nope. I think that there's 15 plus murders every day of the year. 
we just happened to Google Halloween murders. And so you, know, you find we have all a whole these book full of assholes of the week. But I, I bet you, right? We do. And I don't even know where I put in all of my chaos. I don't know where the asshole of the week clapper is. Son of a biscuit. Son of a biscuit. Um, yeah, I think that if we Googled November yeah. 13th murders, we'd get 30 of them. I mean, think about if you... Some of those are pretty grisly. Think about how many serial killers there are. I mean, there are so many murders that I don't think it actually has anything to do with the Halloween. Okay, Shar. So, tell me something good. You go first. (laughs) I beat you. I beat you. I don't know... I mean, my dog is okay, maybe. Um, okay, you think I, I got mine this week. Oh, you got yours and I don't. Yes. That's really abnormal. Marching band officially ended this week. Uh, tomorrow we have two tournaments and then volleyball's over for the year. Yay, so well, you get almost. to be done being a mom? No, psh. Girl, please. I was trying to be hopeful. No, I'm no. not really hopeful, ladies, So they both just gave me a look. We're down to just robotics. Well? In January. You still have practice twice a week? Once. Oh, once a week. So, I guess that leads to me. Yeah, bring it. My tell me something good is that my 17-year-old daughter has a one-year anniversary with her boyfriend tonight. Uh. That officially makes her a better dater than I am. <laughs> <laughs> I know, my daughter's going, know, on, almost on two. Two, going on two. You know, my longest relationship in life was four. Well, you're like a baby. Mine was 17 years. Mine was like legit. Okay, let's see. Four and a half years was my longest relationship. And his girlfriend no longer allows him to talk to me. She doesn't even allow him to talk to my kid. And he basically helped raise her. So, which I think is shit. But, needless to say, my kid is celebrating her one year with her Mm. boyfriend that I love to pieces and hope he breaks up with her every day. Mm. I know, it's so bipolar, right? Because I really do love the kid, but he's two years younger than her. And I I really, really foresee or feel or think, however you want to put it, that she is changing what she wanted in life because she wants to stay near him right and i totally disagree with that but i'm perpetually single and she is officially a better dater than me so she might be right and i might be wrong i don't know but i think that at their age you don't stick around and change your life goals and life plans for a boy so they do but i love the kid to death He's not going to break up with her. Well, no, because I buy him food. He'll tell you that right away. I won't break well, up with her. stop buying her food. No, i got to feed What's the children, though. You? It is illegal to not feed the children. He's not yours. That is true. But he's get, he gets so hangry. <laughs> <laughs> and when he's hangry... Maybe if he gets too hangry, he'll break oh, up no, with her. No, no, no. When he gets hangry, he doesn't... It's not, like, mean or... 
it's like super whiny and well, tell him Kayla, to go. take care of me. I'm hungry and your mom's neglecting me and not feeding me. If he me. gets angry enough, he might break up with her. I tell him to go take out his tampon. It apparently needs changed. and <laughs> He doesn't appreciate that either. So needless to say, that is my good for the week is my child is having out, currently having her little anniversary celebration. So I would say something, yeah. but I won't. I won't. We're gonna yeah. So that being said, since we had our guest speakers tonight, what did you girls think of the stories? Yeah. I like those. I thought they were fun. Fun. So. Not in a good way. Yeah, but like they were fun to listen to and like think about, but not like. Fun to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of creepy if you think about walking outside. Yeah. yeah. Trick or treating. I'm not actually like trick or treating. I really, really am actually sad you guys are not going trick-or-treating. I went last year. But you only have so many years you get to trick-or-treat. And then next thing you know, you're my age, and you're like, I want to go fucking trick-or-treat, and you can't. I just had a brainstorm. I'm shorter than my kid, and I could get away with trick-or-treating. We'll just get you a blue basket. (laughs) (laughs) That's for the autistic children, you guys. (laughs) They both look so blank until I said that. <laughs> I'm not sure I have autism. Can I use like a green basket no, for Tourette? Just, <laughs> you know, they'd be like, oh, she's kind of, oh, she's autistic. Here you oh, go. Oh, yeah. Here you go. <laughs> Here, I'm going to Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we better, we better stop. <laughs> On that note, we're going to go to Disneyland. So you guys might as well unplug. Unplug your ears. Have a great week.